Welcome to Motorsport Coaching, the podcast for racers with racers. Miss Motivate can help get you to the next level. Every episode, she talks to the best racers of today and those that can get you there. She'll help you get better. Racing new. At fitness, nutrition, sports psychology, sponsorship, social media, public relations, and media training. Connect with Miss Motivate at motivatetraining.com.au. That's M O T I V, the number eight, training.com.au. And now, to help get you to the next level, Miss Motivate herself, Belinda Risley. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Motorsport Coaching. I'm Belinda Risley, your host for today. Today, I'm excited to be joined by Andrew Hopeng and an accredited sports dietitian with Sports Dietitian Australia. He consults in private practice and has worked for the Sons of the West Men's Health Program in academia as a consultant sports dietitian and across a number of sporting clubs. Andrew has extensive experience in performance and body composition nutrition. He has worked in a wide variety of sports and with many active to elite individuals, including football, bodybuilding, weightlifting, marathon running, cycling, triathlon, rowing, and combat striking sports. Sport has been a prominent part of Andrew's life, from school events to competitive AFL and basketball, right through to his most recent sporting ventures of bodybuilding, road road cycling, and outdoor sports. He's passionate about being fit and active and working with clients to achieve their personal best. Beyond sport and Dexter, Andrew mentors emerging dietitians and nutrition students and helps them build professional and personal competence. Andrew is one of our key personalities here at Motivate. So, Please welcome Andrew. So thanks, Andrew, for joining us at Motivate Training. I would love to know a little bit more about you and what does um, what, do, what does a sports dietitian basically do? Um, so I work as a sports dietitian and I'm also the director of Dexter Melbourne. Um, sports dietitian's role, it's a, it's a specialty area of nutrition and our role basically is to understand sport and the requirements for athletes at all levels. So from your weekend warrior all the way up to your um, Olympians. Um, And then we apply certain nutrition strategies to assist that person. And so usually what we're trying to do is help them fuel for their sport. So giving them enough energy and the right types of energy, um, certain timing of of foods to help them compete and also to train. And then you've got the recovery element. Um, Certain sports uh, would be in racing. So we would focus on, um, helping that individual compete and race over an extended period of time. So we think of a marathon runner or a triathlete. It's all about how do you feed that person during those um, races that can go up to about nine, ten-ish hours. Or a cyclist could be the same thing. Um, <clears throat> advice around supplements as well. So a lot of people in the sporting industry and athletes are really heavily focused on supplements these days. So giving the right advice around how to use it. Um, so that's generally what a sports dietitian would do. Mm-hmm. And what's the difference between a sports dietitian and a nutritionist? Very good question. So <laughs> it, usually, it does pop up a fair bit. So I think between nutritionists and dietitians, um, there's definitely overlap in our role. And the DAA and Sports Dietitians Australia have come out with um, some, uh, some uh, not, not, not really a position statement, but they have released some information about the differences. So you can always check out their websites. Um, but definitely it's always important for anyone um, looking at, okay, dietitian, nutritionist or sports dietitian, whatever, there's always going to be overlap in their role. Um, dietitians 
tend to have the highest level of training from a university level. Um, and then it really comes down to their experience. So a sports dietitian, you have to be registered as a general dietitian. You then do a specialty in sports nutrition. And then from there, once you get your ticket, you basically build your levels of skills, knowledge, education, and experience over time. And we do that through professional development. And then obviously with the with athletes that we work with, our teams or whatever it is. So it's just something that you continuously build over time. So um, I couldn't really speak on what nutritionists do, but I can definitely speak on behalf of dietitians and um, let people know that, you know, we're, uh, you know, what we do in order to be who we are um, and that we're forever evolving because science is evolving in the area of sports nutrition. So we obviously move with that science um, and then build our experience with the clients that we see. Fantastic. And what are the benefits of a competitor athlete utilising a service of a sports dietitian? How can that help them? Yeah. Um, the good thing is, like I mentioned before, with sports dietitians, there's always that area of expert knowledge in their sport. Um, and then being able to apply practical nutrition strategies to help that athlete. So it really depends on what the athlete presents with. If we're thinking about motorsports, probably the biggest thing that pops up is um, hydration. And you'll see, um, if you look at Formula One, etc., a lot of those professional athletes will have dietitians on board. One of their roles is to figure out how do you keep the, the athlete in the, in the driver's seat while hydrated throughout a race and also fueled too. And so if they can't really eat and take their hands off the uh, wheel, what strategies do you um, implement for that person? And it might be as simple as creating, you know, um, supplements or certain nutrition formulas that they can feed um, through their helmet. Um, so things like that. So yeah, it's always going to depend on the athlete um, because nutrition is a very individualized thing and that's the approach all sports dietitians will take is not to hand out cookie cutter approaches, but to figure out what that individual person needs and then applying the right strategies. So that's probably where we, I think our knowledge of sport and usually of course, sports dietitians are interested in sport is, is a reason why it's beneficial to engage in a sports dietitian rather than a general nutritionist or a general dietitian. Fantastic. And you speak a lot about supplements. Is supplements for everybody? And what age do you recommend supplementation to be implemented into it? Um, So the first thing would be, obviously, anyone listening to this, I would definitely direct them back to Sports Dietitians Australia. And they've come out with position statements on this, especially for the under 18 um, athletes. So there's some great resources out there um, about what we as a community and as an organisation believe around supplements. Um, There's definitely really solid research on certain supplements and their use in performance, recovery and fueling because we break them down into certain categories depending on the proposed benefit for the person. Um, Ultimately, if you think about the foundations to um, any, any athlete performing well, supplements don't make up the foundations. Really, they probably only make up no more than 5% of the, of the overall approach for an individual. Um, so always starting with, um, you know, healthy eating and then sports specific eating. And then you might kind of sit supplements right at the top of that pyramid. So whereas sometimes athletes tend to put it right at the bottom. So it's their foundations to focus on supplements, but that's usually not the best approach. Um, it's a pretty heavy weighted topic. I could talk about it all day long. And if you said, oh, what do you think about creatine? And what do you think about creatine? We could, we could go all day long. But um, in, in general, um, I'd be promoting it's a food-first-based approach. Some supplements may have some benefit and the research might be supportive. 
Um, but again, you know, there's, there's lots of things to consider. For the young, for young athletes, definitely food first approach. We really shouldn't be promoting supplements from a, from a young age. We should be promoting that they focus on the foundations of, um, of good eating, good training. And that is what's going to make them a very successful athlete is getting the foundations right as opposed to, you know, relying on supplements, which might not even actually provide them a benefit in the end. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Mm. And so during a sports dietitian consultant, um, sorry, as um, consultation, um, how is it actually conducted? Is it face-to-face online? And what kind of things do you actually run through during that consultation? Um, Well, every sports dietitian works a bit differently. I work face-to-face and online like we're doing now. Um, And I find online really uh, does definitely work well for a lot of clients. I've got, you know, busy work professionals that can't, you know, see me between nine to five. So I've got to kind of um, match my times to them. If you're thinking about athletes, a lot of athletes travel, so and they might be interstate. So seeing people online is always a, a good option. So that's how I typically work. Um, the consultation generally, dietitians have a formalised assessment they must complete. So you know, getting to understand the client, their goals, looking at their history. Um, most athletes are interested in body composition, so then you'd be talking about body comp or taking certain measurements like using DEXA or skin folds, and then obviously talking about nutrition. Um, understanding their sports, obviously, if they're coming to see you as a sports dietitian, learning about their training, learning about their competition, mapping out a timeline um, as well, I find is very important. So if you think of a, you know, you've got pre-season, season, off-season, when are the key dates, when are the key competitions. So once you, we get a really good understanding about that client, we then start to talk about the nutritional strategies depending on what the goals are. Um, so how do you fuel for the training? How do you recover? How do you eat well during the day? If there's supplements being used, what can you use? Um, when there's competition time, getting everything set up for the day. Um, just really depends on the person, but that's the general the general gist of what we um, what we do in a consult. And how often do you have the consults? Or should you be? Yeah, um, it's very. It's always going to be very individual. There's no kind of set timeline. It, it really depends on the person. Some clients need a lot of what I would call active intervention and support. So you might see them quite frequently every two weeks. Others are really good with nutrition and they just need to come in and just kind of bounce ideas off you. And you might see that client every eight weeks. So um, as a general rule of thumb, most dietitians tend to see their clients, I I would say sports clients, maybe four to six weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, Anything sooner, usually there's a a clinical thing going on. So they might have you know, an upset, uh, uh, poor gut health or something like that that you're trying to manage. So you would see them a bit more frequently. Um, so yeah, usually four to six weeks, could be eight, could be two, just depends. And what do they walk away from um, outside of the, the consult? So after the consultation's finished, do they yeah. get a menu plan? Do they get recipes? What kind yeah. of service is yeah. four to six week period? Yeah, um, look, every a lot of clients that I've worked with always come in um, with their ideas of what they would like to come. And I, I generally just ask that, you know, what are your expectations in this? And most often or not, athletes tend to want meal plans. Um, I prefer to develop them and use them as meal guidances. So black eating for your sport isn't a very black and white science. So building the, the foundations, giving them the right education about what we're approaching creating a, a, a plan or a guidance for them. And obviously to that, you might attach recipes and food ideas, or you might give them models on how to construct a meal. So that way, if there's nothing that, they've, that you've listed on the plan and you've got some guidance about, all right, well, if you have uh, 
steak and veggies tonight, how much steak do you put on your plate, how much veggies, how much potato, whatever it is type of thing. So look, every dietitian works very differently. They're kind of things that I would do is use them as, a, you, we could do strict planning, we could, I prefer guiding, um, obviously lots of resources, lots of information as well. So um, what does sports nutrition mean for them? So we could have a little snippet on fueling, recovery, etc. Um, I think the, the other key thing is also practical skills. Um, and that's something that we would uh, teach to our clients and have discussions about. So yes, they've got this great meal plan, but how do they actually execute that meal plan um, so that their eating is very consistent because it's consistent, great eating that's going to lead to better outcomes for that person. Whereas if they've got this meal plan and they can't follow it, then you're basically setting them up for failure. So giving them the right tools mm -hmm. um, is very important and the right resources and using education and, and cancelling to combine it all together because um, ultimately, again, we want our clients to come out of the experience of working with us, having really good knowledge and skills so they can manage their nutrition for the rest of their life as an athlete. And the times they might check in, um, it could be that they've, comp they've changed sport or the competition's a lot harder or they've got you know four events in a row that they've never really planned for, so they're coming back to see you. But all the background stuff's already, they can actually do themselves. Mm -hmm. Great. Mm. You've mentioned a few times about Dexter. Do you want to tell us a little bit more? What is Dexter? And yeah, um, so Dexter's, it's starting to gain a lot of popularity, definitely. We picked up the idea because there are a lot of sports dietitians working in this space, in particular in the Australian Institute of Sport. And a lot of great research was coming out around the use of Dexter in managing um, athletes and their body composition. So I, with another partner, Damien Green, we opened Dexter Melbourne. And really the core backbone to the business is to help people use the technology to the best that they can. So looking at um, accurate, precise and reliable results. So tracking people well over time so they can see real change in their composition. Um, so that's the one way we'd use it. It's also the education side of things. So a lot of DEXA providers um, typically are radiographers or they're in that medical imaging kind of space. Um, so they're delivering the scans, but being able to discuss them with clients and have that education component is probably a little bit lacking. And so that's where we felt we could offer our expertise to clients is to tie together their personal goals, the data they're collecting on themselves and DEXA, um, and then just have discussions about that. Um, and then obviously in our dietetics work. So as a sports dietitian, you, more often than not, clients want to have discussions about body composition. How do I bulk up? How do I lean down? What's ideal for my sport? Um, all of those things or, you know, what does a developing athlete look like and how does it change in five years time? How do we measure that, etc. So DEXA becomes an integral part of that process being a tool that, that they can use to track and monitor body composition changes. And so if you're applying certain nutrition strategies to help bulk them up, then we're able to track that change very reliably. So we can see how much muscle they put on, how much body fat they've got, how it's changing, um, so it really just helps us as dietitian get an idea about the effectiveness of our um, programs with clients. Um, and then if we need to make any tailoring off the back of it because of their results, whether they're positive or negative or whatever's happening, um, then we can. So um, that's the general gist. There's, Dexa can play a small role in injury, but still pretty limited. So we tend to look at a thing called muscle atrophy. So how much muscle they're losing. Um, during an, a state of injury and then obviously client, that anyone through an injury will go through rehabilitation plus or minus surgery 
Um, then we can look at muscle hypertrophy, so how much muscle they're building back up through that process. Um, there's other, other parts like assessing people's metabolic health. So DEX is great at looking at internal body fat levels. Um, so we can use that. That's probably more for general pop. Usually athletes tend to be pretty, um, pretty healthy. Um, and then you've got the bone density side of things as well. So DEX was actually created for bone density scanning. Um, so we can track bone density well. And it can be used as a diagnostic tool to determine low, low bone density. So some athletes um, through overtraining, under eating, might go through a syndrome called um, a relative energy deficiency syndrome. And one of the consequences is loss of bone. So you can actually track an athlete's bone um, changes during those periods. So there's certain high risk, high risk um, athlete groups. Um, so yeah, it's got, it's got lots of roles. Mm -hmm. um, so that's the general gist. <laughs> Fantastic. And where can people um, get in touch with you to either A, have this Dexter competition done um, and know more about your um, nutritional services? Yeah. Um, so we've got a website, dexamelbourne.com.au. Um, we're located down in East Melbourne. So we've got our website, which is set up to give some information about Dexter. Um, or you could just make an inquiry by calling, emailing, um, and just, you know, asking a few questions and we can go through that. All the links will be in the show notes. Yeah, 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 def <laughs> definitely. Um, then the nutrition side of things. So I work at Peak Sports Medicine. So it's a, it's a, um, a clinic dedicated predominantly to athletes. We do see other, other individuals that might not be athletes, but that's the, the primary focus of our, um, of our clinic. So I'm there and um, that's peaksportsmed.com.au. Last time I checked, I'm pretty sure that's right. Um, yeah, so they can contact me um, through those two avenues. But um, Or it could just be direct. Most people have got my number, which is 043020231. Happy for them to call and say, hey, I want to see you for Dex. I want to see them for your nutrition and then I can kind of coordinate it from there. Fantastic. And just last, um, do you have any free resources or tools that you could recommend any of our listeners um, in regards to further information around sports nutrition? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The best resources anyone can access, and I'm always forever um, showing this to clients, is the Sports Dietitians Australia website. There is a lot of fact sheets. Um, they'll cover everything you need to know about um, sports nutrition and any type of sport. If your sport is not listed, I highly recommend contacting them and they'll definitely create a, a fact sheet for, for you and obviously the general public. Um, the Australian Institute of Sport also has a nutrition department and they've got a lot of fact sheets. So they're probably, in my eyes, the two best um, organisations to gain highly evidence-based and non-biased sports nutrition information. And that's really important. When the era of, we're in the era of Dr. Google, so lots of people are commenting and talking about sports nutrition, even those at the top of their game. Um, and I think that's great, but I find a lot of people can get really confused and mixed up in a lot of the messages out there, um, and which, which, is, which is okay. So I'd be going to a body that's leading um, in this space. And so those two organisations are going to be the, the top in Australia. And the key thing is that a lot of the a lot of stuff they release is, is non-biased information. So they just basically put out the research out there for you to to read and understand. Um, and that's that's what they do. So there's there's a, there's a lot of stuff there um, that people can access. Yeah. So I know that the SDA actually has information around V8s and yeah. motocross. 
yep. you, you can access those resources immediately. Well, yeah. thank you very much for your time today, Andrew. Um, really appreciate it. Um, and I look forward to speaking to you soon. That's good. Thank you for having me on the show. Thanks. Get ready for the race. Do you feel one step closer to being the next superstar behind the wheel? MotivateTraining.com.au for more. M-O-T-I-V, the number eight, training.com.au. The green flag. Every episode gets you one step closer to the checkered flag. The Motorsport Coaching Podcast, getting you to the checkered flag faster.